Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Thursday, I have the basement stuff pretty good. It, it happens, dude. Every right? day is the same day. It's a fun day. It's a work day. It's just the, it's the day that you woke up. So you're a winner already. There, thanks, man. Thanks for not. I appreciate you, man. That's that San. That's that San Diego happiness over there, man. And that's like exactly what we get to talk about today. So I'm excited. Oh, dude, hundred percent. Like uh, it's it's the one in four hundred trillion, right? So I heard I heard a Gary Vee statistic. I heard a Les Brown statistic. I heard a um, oh, I forgot the other guy's name, but they all say the same thing. One in four hundred. So uh, one in four hundred trillion chance of you being born. So you already won the lottery. Like the fact that you opened your eyes this morning, it's a win. You're already ahead of the game. Now, what else do you want to win at? Well, that, that takes, you know, that takes time to focus on attention and decide what you want to do. Being born. It's the truth. I'm pulling up, I'm pulling this up on, uh, on my phone now so I can keep up with comments as they come in. Sweet. Um, so, all right. I just wanted to, um, I met Hernan recently at a, um, at a networking event. One of my clients was throwing on, was throwing and, um, really wanted to bring him on here cause he's a freaking ball of energy. And, uh, <laughs> um, he is the host of the business bros podcast guys. Um, and also does some work with, is it pipeline insurance? Pipeline insurance. Awesome. Cool. And that's here in San Diego. So, um, want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the focus on happiness first, and then also we could talk about, um, podcasting, social media, branding, all that fun stuff. But sounds good. Uh, what's going on, man? Not much, my brother. Not much. Like I said, dude, happy to be alive, happy to be awake. And you know, you know, this whole thing about happiness, right? It's, it's for me, it's one of those big, uh, like to do moments, right? Somebody might call it a why. Um, I really relate being uh, happy and finding the happiness thing with your why. Like it's the reason why you get up in the morning. I was actually talking about this on my Instagram this morning. And I was saying, you know, I get that question. Why do you get up at like four in the morning and go to the gym? Like what the hell are you thinking? What's, what's driving you? Cause yeah. I'll be honest at four in the morning when the alarm goes off, I don't feel like getting up. You know what I mean? Like it's still dark outside. It's cold, especially these last couple of mornings. Like, I don't feel like getting up. And, you know, when I get asked that why question, I always default to some like generic answer, like, well, cause I, how else am I going to look this good? You know what I mean? Or how <laughs> else am I going to maintain, you know, health or whatever it is. But, but that's not really the wholehearted truth, right? Yes. You want to be physically fit. Uh, yes. I want to, you know, make sure that I look good. Yes. So those are, those are very superficial things, but like, if you really ask why, like dig deep a little bit deeper and, and I, I had to ask myself like, well, why is it like, if it was just superficial, I would burn out after a while, right? After a while, if it's raining outside, if it's super cold, I'm just going to sleep in, I'm just going to hit the snooze, you know, and, and it would go over it. But there's something deeper that's kind of pushing it. And, you know, if for me, it's that ability to, um, I, I, I really, really feel like I'm just trying to be better than everybody else. And I know that sounds assholey, right? But, 
But the truth of the matter is it's because I want to make sure that I'm consistent, that I do the best I possibly can, that I am achieving a level of success in whatever it is I'm doing so that hopefully when people look at what I'm doing, they're, they're motivated to get somewhere themselves, right? But the only way that's really going to happen is if I stand above, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's kind of like, if you think about it from any business standpoint, um, the people we look up to, the mentors we look up to have achieved a level of success, right? They're the ones who are doing it and they're doing it in the right way. They're doing it consistently every single day. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that why that happiness level comes from whatever it is that's driving them for their specific reason. Right. And so I, I, you know, had to step back and I was like, man, I gotta be honest with myself. Why am I doing this? Right. Because I want to be better than you. That's why that's like <laughs> the number one truth. I just want to be better than you so that I can motivate people who need a little bit of help. The people who are, you know, maybe, you know, if, since we started with health, right? The people who may be a little overweight and they want to they take it to the next level. Maybe they're like, man, look, I saw him progressing. I see how he was, you know, before and now where he's progressing, where he's at today. I see the grind. I'm tagging them in the morning, you know, all these different things mm -hmm. to help put them in a position that they want to be in. And that's just one aspect of life, right? That's just, that's just the physical. Mm -hmm. trying to do the same thing business-wise. That's why we do a podcast every single day, yep. right? Because we, we put content out there every single day. It's this, consistency. This guy's putting, this guy's putting con podcasts out every single day, guys. It's talking about, like you just said, consistency. And uh, every time that I see, every time I've been seeing your Facebook lives, man, your Facebook pictures, and you're at the gym every morning too. So it's, every you're, gym. You're, every, you're, yeah. you're hammering out the consistency. Well, and that's the thing that's, and you know, veering off a little bit into this whole consistency and social media thing. Um, I kind of equated that aspect of it to like TV, right? Um, I, yesterday I was, uh, I had my, my brother-in-law over, I was doing their tax returns and, uh, we were just having a regular conversation about, uh, about posting, right. About putting stuff on. And he's like, yeah, man, I, I listened to this, uh, fishing podcast cause he's big fisherman, right? Like he's got two boats at his house, not one boat, right? I mean, you know, you got the deep sea boat, you got the bay boat, I guess, you know, I, I don't know how that works, but anyways, so he's, uh, he's telling me about how he listens to this fishing podcast and he's been listening to it for, for some time now, for a few years. Um, and, you know, they talk about all kinds of cool fishing stuff and rods and all kinds of, you know, different fishermen that come and all kinds of stuff that really interests him, right? And so I asked him, I was like, how often do they post an episode? He's like, uh, they do it like once a week. And I go, well, see, here's the difference between me and them, right? I go, once a week. So what happens when you're done listening to that episode? He goes, I don't know. I find something else, right? I'm the something else. <laughs> right. And that's what ends up happening. The more content you're able to put out, you're that filler in between stuff, right? So when you're, when your clients are looking through their feed, right? They're seeing people who post once a day, maybe once a week, right? But my stuff shows up more often because I'm that filler. It may not be the most interesting thing to them at all the whole time, but every once in a while, they're going to get a glimpse of it and they're going to recognize your face. They're going to recognize your brand. They're going to understand what you're doing and they're going to know who you are. Like the Kardashians, they're freaking everywhere, right? <laughs> right. They're all over the place. Everything you see has little bits and pieces of them. Do I know exactly what, you know, Kylie Jenner or, or Kim or I, mean, I don't even know their names really, all of them. I just know them <laughs> as the Kardashians. But do I know what they're doing in their drama in their life? No. Are there people who religiously watch them on a regular basis? Absolutely. But even me who doesn't watch them on a regular basis knows what's going on because they're putting out so much content, mm -hmm. right? And that's yep. kind of one of those things for, for a business. You know, I actually 
enjoy doing the podcast. I get to meet people like you every single day. I get to shake hands with people. I get to hear their stories. Our show's about the people who come on the show, right? So I get to hear their stories, their trials, their tribulations, their successes, all kinds of cool stuff. I get to, like my brain just is on overload with every, all this information that I'm getting, but it's more content that I get to put out. And not only that, I get to share it with them and their friends and family. And mm-hmm. it's something I love doing, which is why, I, because it makes me happy, I will consistently do it on a regular basis. Gotcha. Things that don't make you happy, you're going to cut off. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I mean, sometimes you, you grow to like something more. Like you, you don't, you probably thought of it maybe as a chore. Like I know the, like when I would start going to the gym, maybe like the first week or two weeks, I didn't want to go. Right. And yeah. I think it becomes more, you start to enjoy it more too. Well, I'll tell you what, my favorite part of the gym is when it's over. (laughs) (laughs) So when I go to the gym, dude, I'll be honest. um, I run four miles every day, right? And it didn't start off at four miles. I'm up to four miles, but I didn't start off at four miles. Um, And so uh, I don't like running. I still don't like running. It's not my thing, but I know to achieve the greatest results, I need to run. So it's the first thing I do at the gym every single day. Um, And I'm at about eight and a half uh, minutes per mile is my pace. Um, every once in a while I'll put my hands on the, on the rails to make sure, you know, I can catch my breath, but I'm always constantly moving. I'm, I'm going to keep my pace and I'm going to keep going today. Freaking sucked, right? I went in and I, I went to sleep a little bit later. Normally I'm trying to go to bed by like nine, nine thirty. I didn't get to bed till almost 11. So when I woke up this morning, I knew I was going to be tired. Um, I ran my four miles. That last mile was a bear dude. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> tough, but I got it done right? And so it, it's over. Then after that, I move on to the next exercise that I know will give me the greatest results, but I hate doing also mm-hmm. pull-ups, right? <laughs> I'm, up to, I'm up to 80 pull-ups in, in my workout session, wow. 80 pull-ups by myself without resistance, just me being able to do a pull-up. When I first started, I couldn't even do like two, That's impressive. right? Yeah. But it's the consistency. I know it's going to give me the greatest results. It's helping with definition of my arms, chest, abs, right? Back, I know that that's going to give me the greatest result. So that's the second thing I do. And then the third thing I do is dips because those suck too, but I'm going to do them anyways. And then on, on uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, I do at work. So all those exercises are the ones that everybody hates to do. Nobody likes to do those. I don't like to do them, but I do them to get them out the way because I really enjoy the way I feel afterwards. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? So for, for me, sure. I'll be honest. I know some people are like gym rats. They love that stuff, right? They, they, they get the the uh, runner's high, you know what I'm saying? All the endorphins flowing through their system as they're doing stuff. And that's great for them. It just doesn't work for me. For me, it's more of the, I I have to make sure I show up to the gym to take that picture so I can tag my accountability partners, my 5 a.m. accountability partners. I want to make sure that I don't skip a day. If they skip a day, that's fine. That's that's on them. But I can't skip a day because like I said, I'm trying to be better than you. I'm trying to be the example. And so, totally. and it makes me happy when I meet people, uh, when I see people that haven't seen me in a while and they're like, dude, you're looking good. Oh, you're looking fit. You know, you get complimented in every day for the things that you do consistently when nobody's looking right in anything in anything in life and working out. Nobody's there with me at the gym. Nobody sees me running. I could easily take a picture, right. And say, oh, I'm running and then go do something else. Right. <laughs> right. I could easily do that. So nobody's. Yeah you when you're doing that that's where the personal integrity comes in right so as long as you get those things done in private you're working hard it's that black mamba effect right the kobe bryant black mamba effect it's what the effort and the work that you're putting in behind the scenes you're going to get praised for in public 
And that's, that's what, that's what really drives me to continue to do it. So but true. I can't hundred percent say I like the running dude. I can't, I, <laughs> I'd be lying to you. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we just had our feed go down for a second and then it came back on. I'm like keeping an eye on it, but it looks like we're back on now. I don't know uh, what the heck happened. No worries. Any, whatever. But anyway, um, I want to, I want to talk to you a little bit more about like how you came across like podcasting, like, cause there's so many different options out there on what, you know, how, how you can express yourself, put yourself out there platforms. Like what made you decide to go with podcasts? And I'm, I'm curious because I want to relate this more to my audience, which is accountants, bookkeepers, tax professionals, and like why maybe they should think about doing a podcast or, or what they should be thinking about. Doing. Sure thing. Yeah. So um, at the time I was just introduced to this guy named Gary V. Right. I had been listening yeah. to him now for now two years back then it was like you know, a few months that I had, you know, got turned on and he kept saying, you need to be having a podcast. Like if you're in business, you need to have a podcast. You need to mm-hmm. have a podcast. At the same time I had just completed a uh, real estate coaching certification course so that I can be a real estate coach. Um, and same thing, the coach and uh, my coaching, my mentor, my coach was saying, you know, you should have a, a real estate or you should have a podcast. You need to have a podcast. They have a real estate podcast. They do it every day. And I saw Gary doing his daily V every day. I was like, all right, dude. I mean, I've been married for, you know, I've been with my wife for 19 years. I'm pretty sure I know how to follow directions. I know that it <laughs> works if I follow what the, you know, successful people tell me what to do, do it. And it'll, you know, follow the same steps. Why chart a new path? So I was like, okay. I'm going to do this podcast thing. Well, originally it was make content, right? So I tried to do video and um, I sucked behind the camera. I, I, it was horrible. There's this YouTube video, by the way, of me in 2008 talking about uh, a cash flow statement and budgeting. Oh, wow. right? I have zero energy. I have hair though. I had I'm going to go find it real quick. Oh, you got to find <laughs> it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it's the same type of stuff. And I, I remember watching it recently. I'm like, damn it. If I would have just stuck to it, I mean, imagine where I would have been today if I would have stuck to it since 2008. You know, that would have been a whole different ballgame. Mm. Um, and so I, I tried video. I realized real quick that to put out a five-minute video took a very long time in video editing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I was like, that can't be my route. And so podcasting, the idea of podcasting came out when I was listening to Gary Vee and the coaches. I was like, okay, cool. Well, at least here I don't have to be behind a camera. Right. And if I mess up, I can just hit stop and kind of go back and, and keep going with it. That's pretty easy. So I decided, you know, I hopped on Amazon real quick and I looked up, uh, you know, a, a mic system and I was like, you know what, maybe I'll have guests. So instead of doing two mics, maybe I'll get four mics. I think the price difference was like 70 bucks or a hundred bucks oh, nice. or something. Right. Yeah. So I was like, all right, get the four station one. And I got, so I got the equipment, came home, put it all together. And I was like, I don't know how this thing works. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I was just plug it in though. No. I had to figure out, you know, what kind of you know, uh, software to use to record the audio and finally figured that all out. And I was like, James, James is my brother, by the way. I was like, James, we're doing a podcast. He's like, okay. I was like, and we're going to do it every day. And he's like, uh, okay, I guess (laughs) over to me because we had a a business venture in the past and he kind of ditched me and left me high and dry. Uh So when I pitched this one, he was like, fine, man, I owe you. All right, we're doing this. So we got into podcasting, right? And at first, it was same type of thing. We put out an episode, mom listened to it, you know, maybe I listened to it. So it got like two, maybe three listens. And it was more like, let's continue to perfect our, our, our craft here. Let's continue. When I told James we we're going to do this and we we're going to do this every day, I told him, look, we're going to do this every day for three years. 
And he looked at me like he was going to about to shit his pants. Like he was going like, <laughs> no, dude, we're not doing this for three years. But he couldn't say no, right? He owed it's a me. thousand episodes, yeah. That was the thought. I, I saw Joe Rogan at the time. He had about a thousand episodes. And I was like, okay, well, if Joe Rogan's huge podcaster, he got to a thousand episodes. How fast can I get to a thousand episodes? And that's, that's the thought process. If I did it every single day, I can get to a thousand in about three years, right? So, uh, so here we go. We started going at it and we would sit down, we would outline different things that we wanted to talk about. And they were all business related. We talk about pipeline insurance. We talk about marketing. We talk about sales. We talk about our previous business ventures, what we learned, where we failed, where we failed at all these different things. Um, and then about episode 60, maybe 70, my eight year old son says, dad, if you want people to listen to your show, you got to get influencers on your show. And I was like, huh? genius words from my eight, from my eight-year-old that's great so i reached out to some realtors that i know i was like hey man i got this podcast you want to be on the show at the end i'll give you the audio you can use it for whatever you want and I'm like, hell yeah let's do it so i had i had a realtor come on the show we have a conversation and then at the end of the show i asked them the most important question which was who do you think would be a good guest to have on my podcast mm-hmm. and they were like dude this was cool i think and they would tag somebody that they, that they liked or that they knew, right? And we would tag them on Facebook and they, they would be the next invite. That's how we got our next guest and our That's next awesome. guest, yeah. right? Now, at that point, it was like, okay, we're starting to grow our audience. We got somebody that has an audience themselves, whether it was, you know, 50 people, 100 people, whatever it was. We, when they're on the show with us, they share with their friends. Now we had more than two or three listens, right? Somebody came to join mom <laughs> and myself to listen to the podcast. And slowly we started growing that way. Now, when you talk about your, your clients, you know, accountants and, and CPAs, we're very introverted, very bean counting type individuals. My degree's in accounting, right? So I'm with you. I understand that 100%. And prior to doing the podcast, you would have found my Facebook with like maybe 50 people following on it, right? Because it was just family. It's how I got invited to, you know, family functions and events, right? That's, that's yeah. it. That's the extent of my posting. I never even posted anything. I just checked it like an email inbox, right? That's all I did. Doing the podcast, however, now that I was reaching out to people and I was like, hey, you want to be on the show? I noticed a couple things. A, when I called somebody and asked, hey, I have a podcast. Would you be interested in, in being on my show? People answered my call. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Yep, totally. whereas, whereas before, people weren't answering my call. They're like, oh, he's going to try to sell me something. Oh, I don't want to talk to that guy. Oh, he does taxes. I don't want to talk to the IRS guy, right? <laughs> like all kinds of weird stuff like that, right? Whatever it was. People didn't really answer the phone. Now, people answer the call. Now it's a completely different ballgame. Mm-hmm. If you're in a business where you need to be, you know, B2C, right? Business to client type things, and you're trying to go out and prospect and you're trying to find clientele, you, you start off by taking what you can get, right? You, you, whoever can become a client, you're going to do whatever you can, bend over backwards to make sure that that client has the best experience and hope that maybe they refer you some business over too, right? Mm-hmm. When you have a show, they want to be part of your network. Totally. Right? Do you want to come aboard? Did you ever hear, the, I, and I forget who this was, if this is a Russell Brunson thing or what, have you heard like the Arsenio Hall story? Like how he was on The Apprentice back in the day? Uh-huh. 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 And he had a lot of trouble or something like getting getting people on the phone and answering people. And this is Arsenio after his talk show for for you guys ever. to remember who Arsenio Hall yeah, is. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, uh, 80s and early 90s. Yeah. But, um, but he didn't, he, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I used to watch that all, all the time when I was younger, but um, he, he couldn't, 
he couldn't get people to answer his call. And he's like, man, when I had my show, people answered the phone all the time. Exactly. And, and that's exactly right. Cause he had a platform, right? That's exactly and it. I think that's, you know, something like that. That's what the power of a Facebook group is like, for, that's what, you know, has helped on, on my end. And then the podcast has helped on your end, you know? So, um, that's huge building, building up that platform. It's a value piece. Right. Yeah. Like when you come to a client, like think about a, a client who's who, or somebody who comes up to you and they want you to buy something from them. It's always one sided. It's it's what can you do for me? 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 When you invite somebody on your show, you're giving them the ability to talk about whatever they want. Now, all of a sudden, you don't have to worry about B2C. You don't have to worry about picking up the small clients. Maybe you want to go after that big fish. Well, what are you going to offer that big fish for them to even consider you as a client? Right. I know. How about a podcast show? How about some extra content? How about, you know, we, we do some extra posts for you nicely for free. You will, we'll, we'll cut up some pieces and we'll, we'll share it on your, on your social media feed. We'll tag you. We'll bring you a little bit more viewership and audience. Like now all of a sudden that big fish has a reason to be in a relationship with you and you have more, more likely of a chance to bring them in and have them as a client. If you have something of, to offer them of value, it's not a one way conversation anymore. It's bringing them value first, and then if they know and like you, then you can work with them. Because that's also, you can use it as a, as a two-way thing, right? Like, what if that person totally. comes on your show, and they're just an asshole, and you, you're like, I, maybe that business isn't worth all this headache, right? Uh -huh. Well, at least you got them on the show. They got their value. Maybe they'll speak highly of you. You don't have to extend the offer to work with them. Right? Totally. Yeah, yeah. And you vetted, and you vetted the guy. So now you, you vetted you, them. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, work, it works both ways, but we got to be able to come out of our show, especially in, in the era of Google, right? Mm -hmm. You're a CPA, you're an accountant, you know how easy it is to just take my books and I, I'm going to send them over to India to just do my bookkeeping and then I'll run my P&Ls over here, right? Mm -hmm. The data entry part is so, you know, second nature. We, we even have apps and all kinds of stuff that's already categorizing a lot of the stuff that, that we used to do ourselves, right? The transaction comes in and you just select it on your phone. You're like, oh. That is medical. Oh, that is travel. Oh, that is, and it's auto sorting for you as you go, yeah. right? Yeah. So, if your if your industry is being commoditized, what's going to make you different? What's going to make you stand out? Why are people going to want to work with you if everything you do is commoditized, right? Mm -hmm. You got to have that exceptional service. Yes, the customer experience, a hundred percent. That goes without saying today, but you got to be able to offer more. Yeah, and that's the value that this podcast has brought to me not just that like i can communicate way better now after almost 400 episodes mm -hmm. than i did when i first started yeah i can't imagine that first episode versus where you're at now man like just because i we were talking about this before guys like where i was the first time on i didn't even want to get on like group coaching calls i was nervous on being on camera <laughs> now like you know let alone like a 1600 person facebook group or whatever but um yeah man it's crazy Looks like the broadcast got interrupted again. Now it's back on. I don't know what's going on, but okay. it, gets, it gets choppy like that sometimes. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Okay. It depends on the internet connection. But the cool thing is I got a recording on my end too. So, oh, cool. so I got to record it and I can repost it and I'll tag you on it anyway. So awesome. we're going to go. That's the beauty of having these uh, zoom calls. Podcasting baby. Podcasting <laughs> dude. And that's, I mean, but that's the thing, right? Like if you're uncomfortable, right? Let's, let's talk about the person who's never been on it. Now, uh, we got this, I'm gonna go with the stereotype here, right? So when yeah. you think CPA or bookkeeper or accountant, you're thinking the old guy, right? So if I'm an old guy and we're thinking old guy, you're thinking older than me. I'm 38. I'll be 38 this year. So 
my generation, we grew up playing outside, right? And we didn't have cell phones. We, we, uh, we played outside till the, till the sun went down, till the street lights came on, right? We, uh, I think I had a pager maybe during high school. You know, we used pay phones. Like, this is the generation I'm talking about, right? So for us, the internet wasn't a thing. But ladies and gents, the internet is here. Like, it's not a fad. It's not going anywhere. It's incorporated mm-hmm. into our lives. So if you're uncomfortable, if you're coming from my generation and you're not posting, you need to get out of your shell. You, if you want to stay in business, if you want to remain alive in this era, you need to start developing your own audience. And here's the thing. You don't have to aim to be the next Joe Rogan. You don't, right? But what you need to do is find a way to engage with your existing clientele and encourage them to think of you when they think of whatever your industry is, right? When they think of accounting, when they think of taxes, when they think of bookkeeping, they need to think of your name. And the only way they're going to do that is, is if they see you on a regular basis, not just from January to April 15th, right? This is something that you want to be able to pick up all year round. So you need to be able to stay top of mind with that group of people, whether it's a Facebook group, whether it's you putting out content, you could be even explaining something simple like, you know, what is a 10, what happened to the 1040 easy? right? What happened? It's gone. It disappeared. This is one little two, five minute, whatever, 10 minute post that you can talk about, you know, Hey man, in 2018, the tax laws changed and we tried to simplify the form. Now we got schedules one, two, three, whatever, you know, whatever it is, the 1040 easy is gone. It's no longer there. They've simplified the, uh, the, the tax forms. Um, not just that we try to make it so much easier. We don't even have to itemize anymore for the most of you. Most of you are just taking the standard deduction, you know, so don't let your tax accountant rip you off right? Don't make you, don't start paying for itemized deductions when you don't use them anymore. Let me show you what this means. This is where you look at, you know what I'm saying? Like make that content piece for your people, share it. This is a how to, and that's, what's going to keep you top of mind. Now, when people think of something, they're like, Whoa, that's interesting. What? My accountant said I itemized and it doesn't say that on here. And they're going to share it with their friends and they're going to share with their friends and you become that thought leader, Mm -hmm. right? But you just got to, it's something you're already doing. You do these things on a regular basis. So when you, you, when you see something that you're doing on a regular basis, share it. To you, it's second nature. Mm-hmm. To you, it's just another thing, right? Well, filing status, married, filing joint. Nope, not head of household. Why? Why did you not go with head of household when clearly these two couples, you know, this, this couple here both think they're the head of household even though they're married, right? <laughs> why, is that, why is that there? That little, you know, dichotomy, that little uh, uh, confusion that happens there, explain it. Yep. Share it with them. That stuff is your knowledge. You're the expert. You make it look easy. They're going to come to you for help, but you just got to show them that you are the one that's there to help them all year round. Yeah. Love that. Love that. You know, it's all about getting in front of people. Like you said, not just in January to April, but like continuing to build that, that awareness factor. And I think people make it, people make putting content out there, like seem like this big thing they have to plan for and, and think about like, and and go super in depth and planning for content and and they can get stuck in that process. Mm -hmm. I would recommend reaching out to who your target market is and just asking them, Hey, what the heck would you want to see? Like ask, you know, that's the question. Yeah. Yeah, What's your biggest concern about tax season and the answers to those questions are going to be your content pieces. That's, that's, you're just going to answer the question. You're just going to record it. And instead of giving the answer to one individual, you give it to a bunch of individuals. That's the only difference, but you're answering the question. Now you don't got to go and say, Hey, my social security number is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Right. And you don't have to go out and do the, the specific details, but in a general concept, 
So I'll give, I'll give you another example since I got the platform. Um, we've been looking to partner on in our insurance agency with people that have uh, a book of business, uh, accountants, CPAs, loan officers, right? And here, here's the main reason. I've been doing taxes since 2006. And that first year I got into taxes, I remember sitting down with a client and uh, it, it, you guys all know how this works, right? How was your year? <laughs> and the, the therapy session begins, right? And so <laughs> we start hearing all these different things. And in my mind, I'm thinking, holy crap, like, you know what? You need help. You need to set up your retirement plan. Oh, you need, you're buying a house. Oh, you know what? We, we need to get you pre-qualified for a loan. Oh, you, you're, you need to sell your house. Okay. Let me, let me hook you up with a real estate agent. And as I started to know these things, you guys know as financial professionals that all these different things happen when you're having that conversation, because when somebody opens up their wallet to you, they open up everything to you. It's like full on confessional at the Catholic church, right? That's how it works. When you, when you sit down with your tax preparer, what I noticed is every time I sent out a referral, that's it. The referral was gone. I never made any money off of it, never did anything. So I, mm -hmm. I was kind of picky and choosy with who I wanted to send referrals off to. And then I met one of my business partners. His name's James Russ. He owns Mike Russ Financial Training Center, right? And so I, I was teaching tax school for him for a while. And, uh, and one of the rules at the school was as long as you work at Mike Russ, you can take any licensing course for free. And I was like, well, why would I want to do that? He's like, dude, once you have a license in that, you can get paid commission for that. And I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Let me get my insurance license. Let me get my real estate license. <laughs> Let me get, you know, I started acquiring licenses for the very specific reason that now every time I made a referral, I got paid. Mm, okay. And that's a huge difference, right? You as an accountant, you as a CPA, you're only getting paid during tax season. Maybe you have some bookkeeping clients. Um, we have, I want to give you a, a classic example. We have one of our agents. He does, uh, he has a, uh, an accounting office. So they do, they do taxes. They got maybe about, I don't know, I think it's like six to 700 clients that they do every single year, right? And he went and got his insurance license. We showed him how to, how to do the insurance. We help him handle all the business. He's made in this last year an extra $150,000 through insurance with the same exact book of business. And this wow. is coming in year over year, right? Wow. Because we teach you how to take that existing book of business and find that additional line of income. So it's not, and, and the beauty of it is he took it like full on by the horn. He opened a whole new department and that's what, the, that's what that, that department does for his clients. So now he handles their bookkeeping, he handles their tax preparation, and he handles their insurance. Mm. The thing is, you do the bookkeeping for companies or businesses. So now you're talking workers' comp. Now you're talking about general liability. Now you're talking about home and autos. All these policies pay every single month as long as that client remains your client and they pay their bill. You earn a commission off that. Mm. Now, with Pipeline Insurance, the beauty of it is we'll help you get your license. We'll help, you we'll help train you and all that. And if you don't even want to get in the insurance business, you don't have to. As long as you hold the license, you send us the business, we'll write it, we'll do all the work, we'll service it for the client and cut you a check. That's great. Yeah. Because I, I think that I, I think that's the first the first concern there. I think most people would have is like, oh man, how much time is this going to take for me to to get a license, change change, no, change careers, and or oh, not change yeah, careers, yeah, yeah. but I mean add that add that service line. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the biggest hurdle that we've always seen is like, well, to get the license, it's about as easy as you getting a CTEC license. It's like seven days in a classroom, pass the state exam, and mm -hmm. you're done. Awesome. Right, you have the insurance license, super easy. Um, but you're right. Like, I don't want to, I'm a, I'm a tax professional or I'm a CPA. I don't want to do insurance. Cool. We'll handle it for you. Mm. And then cut you a check. The only thing is 
according to the department of insurance, right? I can't pay you unless you have a license. <laughs> so let's get mm. you a license and then let us handle all the, all the back end stuff for you, all the servicing and we'll cut you a check. I mean, if, if I could keep your business exactly the same, but cut you a check, wouldn't that be a good thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And is that, is that an insurance compliance? Uh, that's an insurance compliance rule. Like yeah, you need yeah. to have a license to get. It's like I can't pay a real, a, you know, a real estate commission to somebody who doesn't have a real estate license. Got it. Yeah. Okay. It just, it's just, that's the way it is. Gotcha. Interesting, man. Yeah. Um, and I, I've, I've really learned a lot about that lately. That's you're starting to get into something that I, I kind of, that's kind of sounds like what it might be called integrated, integrated marketing, mm-hmm. right? Where you're, you're taking someone else's service or your service and you're putting it into you're, you're putting either someone else's service into your business as an additional revenue stream, or you're putting your service into their business. And it's a strategic a partnership, right? It's a strategic it's, partnership. It's basically yep. what it is. Exactly. I, I was always taught when it came to personal finance to have the spokes on the wheel analogy, right? So each spoke on the wheel is an income stream. You have your main spoke, right? But a wheel with one spoke is a weak wheel. Right. And if something were to happen, like let's say, for example, not that it's going to because Congress will never let this happen, but let's say we switch over to a flat tax and your tax preparation business is full on on the knowledge of being able to file a tax return with all the different loopholes. Right. When we switch over to a flat tax, what happens to you? <laughs> You're toast, right? I mean, like I said, Congress is not going to let that happen, but things could change. I mean, we we you never know what's going to happen in the future. So one spoke, one wheel with one spoke is a weak wheel. So you got to add another little spoke to it, right? And some of you, you know, some of us we in, in, the, in the tax world, January from April, taxes is our second income. So our main spoke might be, a, you know, a nine to five that we have on a regular basis. You know, maybe we're teachers or maybe we're, you know, we work for a particular firm or whatever it is. So we have, a, you know, maybe two spokes on the wheel. Well, you've already developed a book of business. Why not add another spoke to that wheel with that same clientele? Those clients know, like, and trust you. So have a strategic partnership with them and increase your income stream. Now, if something were to happen, you have an additional revenue source. And mm-hmm. it's a matter of having enough strong spokes. I never recommend that you become the expert in all the spokes because, mm-hmm. you know, a jack of, of all trades is weak in, in, at all of them, right? You're never yeah. going to be strong at one. But perfect one, be strong at one, and then look in how to find strategic partners to help you increase the spokes in others. I love that. Yeah. And that, you know, what you're thinking that could be, you know, real estate, real estate agents, investors, lawyers, bankers, um, insurance agents. Yeah. So. And it's just like podcasting, right? You have to come with something of value. So if I go to, if, if I'm a, if I'm a tax preparer and I want more tax clients and I go to an insurance guy and I go, Hey, can you send me your, your, your clients so I can do their tax returns? He's going to be like, well, yeah, no, I don't <laughs> even know you. Right. But if I said to him, hey, I got my clients, I want to do insurance, let's partner up together. Now, all of a sudden, it's a two-way street, right? The insurance guy's happy because he's getting more insurance clients. You're happy because you're getting a revenue stream, and he has a strategic partnership. When he needs somebody to send taxes to, guess who he's going to send them to? He's going to send them to you, right? Because you guys have a two-way connection. It's, it's, you're scratching each other's backs. You build a strategic partnership that works in your favor. 
And you do that same thing with podcasting. Every single person that I meet on the show, we become friends. And you ever need anything, you reach out, right? And you know that I have a massive network. You need your roof done? I'm going to hook you up with a roofer, right? You need, you need uh, I don't know, what, you need to work on a boat? You need to go fishing? You need to, I know people in those different industries, right? So you're going to reach out to somebody who has that network and you're going to use it to your advantage. Right. And so it's just the same type of thing. Build those spokes on the wheel so that it's a two way street so that you're helping each other out. It's a synergistic relationship. So you guys level up together. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Do, do you just do you have a formal like way of doing that? Or like, is that is that do you have like a specific group that come together and meet like a um, referral group or anything like that? Or. I haven't put one uh, together like like a like a meetup type thing. Yeah, I guess, or like a like a strategic. I forget what they call that when when a, when you have like a group of people that all come together and like it's kind of like a networking, like a mastermind, Ma- like kind of a mastermind. Yeah, yeah I haven't um, put one together for like something like that. Usually, when we when we bring somebody on, um, they're they're new to the industry, so it, we have them we have them go through that process, right? We get them through the licensing process. Um, once we have them licensed, then we appoint them directly. We have them go through our our code, you know, code of ethics type little training. So they understand how our management system works so they can read their commission statements essentially. Right. And then, and then they choose whether they're going to, you know, full on be an insurance agent into their business or they just want us to handle it all for them. So that's actually a good idea. And we've been, we've been talking about doing uh, networking events. Um, and there's actually, there's actually one that, that was going to happen this month sometime soon. Uh, and we're going to just have like happy hours with our clients. You know what awesome. I mean? It's one of those things where you just come, uh, you learn a little bit about what's going on in the, in, in the company. You learn a little bit about, you know, what we want to do in the future. And then it's hang out and get to know each other because we all have different strengths and different things that we're doing and, and how we can help each other. Love that, man. That's, that's awesome. It's such a good approach. And like, uh, some, my mentor told me, I mean, this, you know, without saying it goes without saying that like, you, you know, a referral that comes in is 70% more likely to close than a, you know, any, uh, you know, your standard prospect, I guess. You know, oh, that's, that's 100%. The you, so, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the beauty about having content is it's, it's, it's like reverse prospecting, right? You're not making those outbound calls anymore. Now you're filtering the inbound calls. It's completely different. Everything turns 180 because people see what it is that you're doing. And those leads are more likely to close the inbound ones. When they're contacting you for help, you're more likely to get that business than if you're out there trying to seek it and build a relationship from scratch. No more, you know, give them the call and be like, hey, oh, you like dogs? I like dogs too. Like, <laughs> you know, all this fake connecting stuff. You, you get to be real with people and work with the people that you want to work with, right? And, and you actually identify your specific type of client that's the only type of people you want to work with. This, this is the ideal client. This is the ideal person I want to, I want to work with. This is what they look like. This is how much income they make. This is, you know, the area that they live in. This is the type of person who I'm going after. So this, these are my friend types. This is, these are people that I accept in my group. These are people that, I, you know, I go to networking events with. They're like-minded, whatever it is. Now you're really picky on what you're doing, but it comes with putting out that content. It comes with, you know, building that, that circle and, and aligning yourself with like-minded individuals. I love that, man. And I, I was going to say like, let's get practical a little bit on this. Like, what would you say? I mean, I know that we don't have a ton of time, but like from us, for somebody just starting out, what is like that step-by-step start, start like to start building that, 
those strategic partnerships. So uh, I heard a saying, you know, the, that the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Right. right. But uh-huh. uh, second best time is like right now. Uh, and so, you know, start your show, start doing something on a regular basis where you're able to bring somebody some value start. And maybe, maybe your thing is photography, right? Maybe it's not even podcasting. Maybe it's just photography. You go out and you do some stuff for free for, I mean, we're going on two years and I've made very little money from podcasting itself, right? The podcast itself doesn't make much money. A few sponsors here and there that I've had on the show, right? But for the most part, that's not the moneymaker. It's the relationships that I built because I have the show. And then every, every time a client comes on the show, guess what? They have an insurable interest. So what you don't see on the air is afterwards where we're talking about, this is what we do. This is what we offer. You know, if, if it's something that you want to come work with, boom, boom, boom. I think James, uh, James did the numbers for January. And I think we wrote, I think it was like 25, 20, 25,000. We said it on the air, thousand dollars in premium from the show's referrals alone. Right. And that that's a side thing that comes in. This is your marketing campaign. This is how you build your brand. This is how people that get to know you. So start today with figuring out what it is. If you're if you're behind the camera, if you go go and take pictures of the business. Right. Take some snapshots, take some, you know, some some client pictures. If they let you right, ask for permission, don't be taking pictures of people without letting them know. Right. <laughs> But caption it, make them nice memes, make them look really, really cool. Send them the client. Hey, you know what? I was thinking about you. This is uh, for your business. Go ahead and use it for whatever you like, whatever marketing campaign. Develop those relationships by bringing something of value, mm-hmm. right? And something that you've already, that you know you like to do. If you're good at talking to people and you're comfortable behind the camera, by all means, go make some videos. If you're not comfortable behind the camera, it's cool because you can turn the camera off and still talk behind the mic and you're good to go, right? It's <laughs> the podcast. It's the podcast. <laughs> Uh, and if you're uncomfortable with being like behind the camera, but you want to get better at it, use Instagram stories. They disappear in 24 hours, right? And it's you getting your practice on what am I going to say? How do I put it out there? And getting used to actually making mistakes because that's the mm-hmm. biggest part, right? When I when I put a video out, they're not always perfect. I fumble. I you know I mess up my words. I stutter a little bit. Whatever it is, um, maybe I don't like the way my face looked. Maybe the the light was a little weird in my eyes. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Get it out there get comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's going to disappear in 24 hours and you get better at it and get better at it and get better at it. You have to start by doing, stop thinking about it. Stop, you know, waiting for the perfect camera or the right light or the right day or a Monday or the first of the month or whatever. (laughs) Just start doing. If you're getting started, start doing. Totally. I love that. I remember I mentioned on the, before we started that when I, when I was doing my lives at first, I was like sweating and like nervous as hell. And, you know, it just, it's just that you have to take that leap and just get started, you know, no matter Absolutely. how small, even if you're just recording a video natively on your phone, like, or whatever, you know, it could be a recorded video or shooting a, um, I don't know, a loom recording or something. If anybody, you guys in here know what loom is, but, um, so anything like that would be like a good start. Just get that momentum going. I even like suggest it. you go do it on TikTok. Then there nobody go. judges anybody on TikTok. They just laugh and they have a good time. Nobody's nobody's being picky on that thing, right? So go go practice on that one. Besides, you're you're you know what all the twelve year old, fifteen year old kids are on it. Who cares? Just go out there, practice wherever you need yeah. to practice. Say whatever you need to say. Build your audience wherever you need to build your audience. And if you get better, then go ahead and start going somewhere else, wherever you want, on these other platforms. But get out there and do something. Mm-hmm. 
And I think I think people like are maybe maybe you know accountants are a little shy about putting themselves out there. I'm pretty sure a lot of people that I talk to they have trouble with that and some anxiety around that. Um, so they're like, okay, I'm going to just run some Facebook ads, and that you know that costs some money in the budget. And and the the vast majority of the time when they run the ads, they're not they don't get the results that they want. And this strategy that we're talking about, I mean not spending a lot of money or not like I no know. it's yeah. free yeah like you hit the record button it's free and i don't mind i, I don't want to knock facebook ads or google ads none of that that stuff works the uh -huh. thing is you have to be consistent it has uh -huh. to be regular they have to see it over and over and over again so it can get really really expensive there is no magic bullet there's no one video you're gonna make and boom you hit the big time there's no one ad you're gonna place and boom that's it all your clients are gonna come in forever it doesn't exist that way it is a matter of consistency so if you got money to blow you know you, you got money to toss at, at facebook no problem then run that ad every single day you know during the time the peak times that you want in front of the people that you want but you have to make sure that you know you're gonna be doing that for a good six months or maybe a year before you start seeing realistic, real results on a consistent basis, right? Because you don't have a brand. You've never established anything. So it's not until they see it over and over and over again that they recognize it. Then they're going to make an inquiry and then they might know, like, and trust you and then they're going to buy, right? right? So the more content you put out on a regular basis, the more often they're going to see you, the more often they're going to recognize you, they're going to make the same inquiry right? And then the more often they're going to buy, it's just you're in control of the budget. You're in control of how often you're putting things out, right? So neither of them are wrong. Just understand that this is a long-term play. It's not a short-term play. This is a long-term branding strategy. Yeah. Consistency sounds like it's like the name of the game, man. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I agree with you. Um, awesome. So I think, I mean, we covered a lot, man. So just for, for everyone to know, I know that we brought up pipeline insurance. Like what's, what's the best way um, just in general for people to get in touch with you? Yeah. So the best way for me is Hernan at csfirst.com. Uh, for all your insurance needs, just go to James at csfirst.com. So CS is S I A S. Um, so James at csfirst.com for insurance, Hernan at csfirst.com for uh, if you need help with your podcasting, your branding, you're thinking of doing something and you just don't know you want somebody to hold your hand. I'm here to help you. Right. So hit me up. Uh, my cell phone number is 619-884-4915. 619-884-4915. I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about doing some podcasting. Awesome, Renat. This has been a lot of fun, man. We've got to have you back on here. Definitely, dude. I'm, I'm going to open invite anytime, anytime you want. Let's do it. All right. Cool, man. Awesome. All right. Um, yeah. I, that was a good one, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. All right. Bye. See you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.